Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hi, I'm so glad to have you with us. My name is Diane Mettler, and I'm your host and the Executive Director of the Pacific Logging Congress. Today, we're gonna to be talking to Ken Sherman. He's the branch manager at Triad Machinery. We're gonna to talk to him about what takes place at a dealership and the opportunities for those wanting to get involved. Before we get started though, I wanna thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress, whose mission is to spread awareness about sound, responsible forestry, and provide valuable educational programs. To visit them, just go to www.pacificforestfoundation.org and www.pacificloggingcongress.org. Okay, let's hear from Ken and how he got started in the industry. Uh, so I came, I started out in the industry, actually in the material handling equipment world, uh, primarily working with warehouses and mills. Now, some of the warehouses were pretty cool, but the mills is where I wanted to spend all my time uh, working with them on their equipment. Just, yeah, the smell of fresh cut wood, it was bigger equipment. It was new and exciting, something different every day. Uh, and after about eight years of doing that, one of my mentors had come to work for triad and he tried for about a year to pull me over and eventually caught me at the right time. And, uh, I decided to make the jump and come over. And I think about three days in, he took me out to my first logging site and I, I just fell in love watching the equipment work together and what they could get done just blew me away. And I, I knew that I, I made the right choice at that time. Oh, cool. So for you, what is, can you get, tell folks a little bit about Triad, that company? Yeah, so Triad, we're uh, fairly lucky. We get to represent and work with some of the uh, most prominent manufacturers in the forestry industry uh, with Linkbelt, Tigercat, Tmar, Wartaw. Uh, working with manufacturers like that allows us to stay on the, the cutting edge uh, of the sector and, and help keep our customers moving forward. Uh, we're a small uh, corporate office is in Portland, Oregon, very flat, which allows us to be very proactive and take care of our customers instead of having to be reactive. Um, but just a, a very tried and true. We've been in the forestry sector for all 28 years of, of Triad's existence. And then uh, about 108 years of Howard Cooper's before that. So uh, we feel that we, we know the forestry industry pretty well and, uh, uh, and love it. So your customers base is all throughout Washington, Oregon or California? How, how far do you guys go? Uh, so we, we cover Washington, Oregon, uh, the panhandle of Idaho and Western Montana for our different manufacturers. Okay. And so what does your job entail? So my job, I, I, when I started with Triad, I was an outside uh, sales rep in our Northwest Washington, basically Everett to, to Bellingham area. Uh, after about a year of that, the branch manager spot opened up and uh, I took that role on. Uh, I knew I could do a lot of good from inside, working with the sales reps, uh, helping to get more inventory, parts, things like that. Uh, so I, I moved into that role, been here for about nine years now. And essentially I look after our Western Washington operations, working with the sales guys, 
uh, parts department, service department, rentals, making sure everything runs as smoothly as possible. Cool. So like what would an average day look like for you? It, it, it differs depending on, on what's going on and, and what kind of uh, uh, fires we have uh, to put out. So uh, we I change from janitorial duties to <laughs> running parts for customers to uh, working through sales orders, uh, ordering new equipment inventory, and everything in between. So no no two days are the same, and I think that's one of my, my favorite things. Uh, you come in with a list of stuff uh, that you want to get done that day and you maybe get through one or two before you take a left turn someplace else, but it keeps you on your toes and it's always entertaining. Cool. So what's some of the biggest challenges? Is it like just keeping supplies out to your customers or, you know, just meeting internal issues or? Uh, Well, I think similar with a lot of our, our contractors that we work with, uh, one of our biggest challenges is finding qualified people. Uh, yeah. Triad has been a growing company uh, over the last 10 years. Uh, we've added a lot of people uh, to the company. We're continually looking for more, but but finding those qualified people that are, are willing to come to work and, and work hard and, uh, and show up on a daily basis <laughs> is more difficult than it should be. The other most probably difficult our biggest challenge is just when, uh, and it's also one of the most beneficial or reassuring uh, things that we get to do is uh, our contractors that we work with, they can't have downtime. Uh, their machines need to be running all the time. Something goes down. Uh, we work really well as a team to to put that together, uh, get a plan in place, whether it's parts, whether it's a technician and get them back up and running. And when, when you get a customer back up and running and that call of, oh, thanks for coming out on a Saturday or Thursday night uh, after normal hours and knowing that you took care of them, you did everything you could to get them up and going, really beneficial. Cool. So I what makes uh, Triad maybe a little unique from the others? I think part of it, I, I know that you guys are very active with like high schools and tech schools, that kind of thing. and. Yeah, so I think a lot of the things that kind of makes Triad unique uh, also kind of goes to a lot of the ways that we we support the forestry industry. Uh, we work with a lot of different tech schools. Uh, one of the big ones that we work with is Centralia Diesel Tech. Uh, we participate in their events and their diesel tech uh, uh, instructors' annual meetings. Uh, we sponsor their their different events. We do paid internships with not just their students, but all the diesel tech schools that we work with uh, for technicians uh, at our different branches. We participate in the Adopt a High School program uh, with Roger and Carmen Smith from R.L. Smith Logging. We've had a lot of fun with that. We supply sponsorship funds to help cover some of the costs. We send people to, to go out on the field trips with the kids. We just have a lot of fun with it. Uh, when you open up, when you see a high schooler's eyes that hasn't ever been out on the logging side, open up and, and be like, oh my goodness, what's going on? It's a really cool thing to see. Little, little deja vu for you, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Takes me back to about 10 years ago. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say the other thing is we're, we're active in all the different industry associations. It, uh, 
it's not something where there's just the Pacific Logging Congress that we we participate in, but there's the Oregon Logging Conference, there's the Deming Log Show, Buckley Log Show, uh, the Olympic Logging Com. Conference, uh, WCLA, Association of Oregon Loggers, Intermountain. There's quite a few of them. I know I missed some there, but we have people active in every single one of them. We participate. A triad shows up in, in more than just cutting that, that sponsorship check. Our people are there. We've got people on several of the boards. The industry is important to us, and and uh, we like to think that, that we show that um, by supporting and, and being active in all the different associations. So if you were going to talk to like one of these high school kids that's out at the adopt a high school or, you know, at any of these conferences who might be interested, what kind of advice would you give them? If they're a hard worker, if they're not afraid of hard work, I, sh- I should phrase it that way. And they're dependable. Uh, then it's a great industry to get into, whether you're looking to go to work for a contractor, being a hand hauler, a choker setter, an equipment operator, uh, or coming to work for a dealer uh, like Triad, uh, all the positions are hard work. It's not your normal nine to five, come sit at a desk for eight hours. Uh, there's changes. You have to be able to adapt and think on your feet, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, you get to work with great people for all those, whether you're working on the ground, uh, fell in the tree, or you're you know, as a service technician at a dealership or a parts counterman, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of jobs available, and frankly, they're they're good paying jobs. So, is Triad hiring now? Uh, it it at Triad we're we're growing. So we 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 have probably ten openings throughout the company uh, right now, give or take. Uh, but those are all growth positions, adding people at different branches. Um, we, we have a lot of, of longer tenure people at triad. So we're going to have some retirements coming up and we'll have replacements for that, but but we're fairly lucky that we don't have a whole lot of actual turnover. Once people come to work for triad, they're, you know, largely into the family and embrace the industries that we work with and, and then stay for, for the long term. We do talk with a lot of high schoolers. I probably spend more time trying to to hire or convince high school kids to go to work for our contractors that we work with. If they don't have equipment operators, if they don't have choker setters, if they don't have fallers, they're not going to need the equipment uh, that they pick up from companies like Triad and other dealers out there. So it's really just supporting the industry, not so much. Yeah, Triad wants to, to pull a lot of those people in too, but more of it's just supporting the industry. We're taking a quick break to remind you that this episode is being sponsored by the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation. Each year, the Pacific Forest Foundation provides thousands of dollars in forestry scholarships for four-year degrees to trade schools. If you or someone you know might be interested, please visit www.pacificforestfoundation.org. The deadline for this year's scholarship program is May 1st. Okay, back to Ken. So are you pretty positive about the industry in the future? Yeah, you know, we're, we're in interesting times right now with all the COVID-19 stuff going around and, and waiting to see what the other side of the tunnel looks like when we come out of it. But we're seeing a lot of indicators in the marketplace already starting to tick back up. So I think overall, it's very positive for the long-term future. Technologies and techniques are changing out there and 
uh, a lot of our contractors are adapting to those and and taking them on instead of fearing or running away from them. And so I think there's a a lot of excitement, maybe not in the next couple of months, but more the next couple of years for the industry. With all the COVID craziness right now, um, are you having new issues with the contractors, things you have to take on? or? Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of both. Uh, more the the unknown. Uh, you know, some of the the mills have uh, to protect their employees. Um, you know, they've they've cut down uh, production to associate with the social distancing guidelines and things like that. So that has a trickle down effect. Construction is stopped for housing starts, so that's lowering the the local uh, demand for that side of it. So there, there is a, a definite effect from COVID that we're seeing, but most of the contractors that we're, we're talking to think that it'll be a, a quick, pretty quick rebound once the marketplace opens back up and everyone's able to get back to work. You know, at Triad, we're, we're doing the same thing, social distancing. We've shut off our, our facilities from non-triad personnel just to limit those in interactions. We're relying on technology more to try and take care of customers that what it used to be in the branch. We're using online virtual meetings to FaceTiming with, with customers in the field so they can show us exactly what it is uh, versus them bringing the part in or, or coming down and looking at a diagram. So we're adapting to, to new ways to yeah. try and take care of everybody. So do you think you might keep some of these in place, like the FaceTiming and things that, are, that might work down the line, like uh, there's a tiny silver lining at all or anything? Or? <laughs> I, I think some of the some of the new techniques that, that uh, we're working with will absolutely will stay um, in place. Uh, you know, a lot of times hands-on uh, going through it, that, that can't be replaced for forever, but I think absolutely. Uh, Unfortunately, with a lot where a lot of our customers work, there's not great cell reception. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, but I, I've been amazed at, at how many times it has worked and will definitely, I think, continue to keep doing that when able. It cuts down yeah. the, if we don't have to send a technician to go out and, and troubleshoot and they can get on a FaceTime call with, with a customer, whether it's an operator or their uh, technician. Um, and go over it on the phone, we got a lot better odds at, at getting um, the right components or parts needed to fix the repair on our first call out instead of having to go out, troubleshoot it, come back, order the parts, and then go back out. So, yeah, um, yeah I think uh, it's going to aid everybody in some efficiencies on for our contractors and for ourselves. I notice it's at this end, I've noticed some of my clients have had to catch up with technology pretty quickly in some areas. They might have. <laughs> yeah, the, the old line of old dogs, new tricks. It, uh, it's definitely <laughs> had some of that. It, uh, uh, you know, especially with the FaceTiming or the yeah. Zoom meetings, uh, having to educate people on, oh, this is where you got to aim the camera <laughs> so we, we can see this. It, it doesn't just see <laughs> everything. And um yeah, take your finger off the camera part on your phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm getting that. Definitely some of that going on. So, Sam, a new person, and I just got hired by Triad. Uh, what kind of day would that look like? Uh, so, for younger people coming in, whether it's out of high school, whether it's out of a tech program or a, a standard college, uh, we have several different positions uh, that they come into. 
uh, on the technician side where we see more of our younger people coming in. Uh, if they're completely green to the industry, we bring in, we have apprentice roles that we bring them into. So they get to work with, they start working with all our shop people on new equipment, PDIs, uh, rental check-ins, uh, larger repairs on customer equipment when they come into the shop. And then after they get some experience with the basics there, welding, cleaning, fabrication, greasing, servicing, et cetera, uh, then they'll start going out in the field with our uh, field technicians uh, and getting more experience that way. And then they'll they'll kind of get a feel uh, if they're progressing forward, they'll move up to a shop technician role uh, where then we try and and find out whether they want to stay in the shop or if they, they liked that field time. And then we'll work with them to get their CDL license and things like that. Uh, all of our field service trucks require a CDL uh, uh, Class B or Class A license to operate. Okay. Uh, so we'll work with them on that and then keep progressing them up, whether they want to stay in the shop and, and progress that way. Typically, they'll move into a, a shop foreman type role after a couple of years um, if they stay in the shop or in the field. And... Uh, progress that way. We also have a couple people, not as many throughout the company, but definitely a couple here in the last year or so that have come in through the parts side and sales side. So we've got a couple different sales positions on the outside, whether it's a, a product support sales rep. So they're out doing service sales, part sales in the field. They're following new equipment out, um, uh, check in at any after sales support there to a whole good sales rep. So the people actually out selling the feller buncher skidders, loaders, processors, et cetera. And then obviously the part support. So we've got actually Kayla um, is a younger gal out of our Portland store. She's been with us for, I believe about two years now, but she came on board, zero experience in the heavy equipment parts world. Her boyfriend was in the industry, wanted to get into it. And now she loves it. And uh, she's learned a lot and progressed up through that department out of out of Portland. So um, it's not something that you have to have uh, a whole lot of experience in, but definitely a willingness to learn and uh, an eagerness about you. And then it's it sky's the limit. And uh, because we are such a flat company, you're able to move if you progress through and learn parts and want to transition to maybe that outside product support sales role. Uh, we have a lot of people do that, or we've had some parts people go, hey, you know what, I, I really think I'd like to be a technician and then switch over to that side and move. So it's not like once you're in service, you're you're stuck in service uh, okay. for your career. We've, we've got a lot of mobility and, you know, I look at uh, the shop I look after in Tacoma and um, we've got, I think working here, we've hired three of our interns. Um, that have come from Centralia Diesel Tech. Uh, so I've got a, a good crew of younger people uh, in the shop, uh, two guys and, and one gal that'll be coming on and uh, learning a lot from our senior guys. And uh, uh, two of them already have their CDLs and are going to work to transition into a field truck. So it's exciting wow. to see them come yeah. on and, and grow in their capabilities and, and in the company. So for you personally, have there been some real highlights that you remember or, or you know? You know, being with, with Triad, um, 
it's been a fun roller coaster ride getting in, learning the industry, coming in, uh, you know, green. I knew the mill side of it, but uh, honestly, I, I didn't know what a feller buncher was or how they harvested the uh, the timber to to get it to the mill before coming over. So just learning and going through that, uh, being asked to join the uh, PLC uh, board a uh, little over three years and now, uh, three years ago now, that was pretty exciting. Uh, and then this last year being asked to join the executive board, um, another highlight there and just some small accolades and uh, throughout the company, uh, like I said, we're, we're fairly small, flat, wear a lot of different hats company, but you get to know everyone a lot better. And uh, uh, the camaraderie is, is pretty nice when, when you get the, the attaboys or the recognition from, from customers and from coworkers. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a great feeling. So you're probably going to be in it for a little longer here. <laughs> Just a couple <laughs> more years. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> uh... We want to thank Ken Sherman for taking time out to talk to us. And thank you again to our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress. Please check them out online and the great things they do for the forest industry. You can check them out at pacificloggingcongress.org and pacificforestfoundation.org. Okay, until next time, take care.